Warning, this podcast deals with topics including racism, classism, drug abuse, extreme violence, sexual conduct, body horror, suicide, mental illness, and supernatural phenomena, which may be sensitive topics for some listeners. Also, this podcast is about fictional characters in a fantasy setting. Any misrepresentation of Japanese history, culture, or language is completely unintentional. At the dawn of civilization, the greatest philosophers determined that the world was composed of the five rings. Air, earth, fire, water, and the void. This is Podcast of the Five Rings. All right, welcome to Podcast of the Five Rings. Hello. P5R. 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 Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, This is episode two. We are continuing on the Mask of the Oni campaign book. I'm um, pretty excited for today's game. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. good scared. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little scared. A little nervous. Ready for this taint, man? Yeah. yeah let's, ready <laughs> oh, to, ready God. to just get back in the taint. Let's just, let's get, let's get it on. Get it rolling. <laughs> got taint on the brain. I, I, I'm feeling more comfortable. Uh, th- this episode. I got the first episode jitters out. I think. Uh, I think this is gonna be a good one. I think it's gonna be a good one too. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we got in store. I as well think this will be a good one. Right. Should we do a quick reminder of? Uh, who everyone is and what characters you guys are playing. Yeah. All right. First, we have Zach. Zach, who will you be playing today? Oh, yeah. Topaz champion. Motherfucking Yoshi up in this building. <laughs> Ready to go in the tank. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Love it. Logan, who are you playing today? Uh, Soshi no Burizu. And I got my cricket squee with me, uh, hanging out, uh, being my, my, my emotional support animal through the Shadowlands. He looks very scared. Yeah, he's not doing too good. Right, squee? That's right, Squee. <laughs> and finally, Heath, who are you going to be playing today? I am Caillou Tomo. I'm a resident of the Crablands, and I'm ready to go into the taint with a couple of my new buddies. And soon to be resident of the Shadowlands. Oh, man. Yeah. Soon to be. Fun. Don't mean to give that away. That doesn't sound too great. No. Then again, real estate's probably really cheap there. Is there a market? There's a market for everything. Man. Yeah. You can find You it. could corner... All right, this whole campaign is just turning into us starting a Shadowlands real estate agency. Uh, yeah. Well, Shadow, Shadow Estates. <laughs> Hell yeah. Episode two, we've, we're derailing the entire adventure. <laughs> That's what everyone Sorry. wanted to hear, right? <laughs> Sorry. All right, sweet. Let's do a, a quick recap of what happened last episode. Previously on Podcast of the Five Rings, the Emerald Magistrates, Soshi Noburizu and Togashi Yoshi, have been ordered to track down and kill the evil sorceress Kitsu Sokuri and her servant Gaku, who have been known to conduct blasphemous magic with live captives, and who, more recently, have been implicated in a string of disappearances and murders along Rokugan's coast. The trail of clues brought the magistrates to the house of Yasuki Keiji, a crab clan samurai living in Clearwater Village. There, they discovered that a woman, matching Kitsu Sokuri's description, had stolen a precious family heirloom from Yasuki Keiji. A centuries-old map detailing the land of the Haruma family, and the blueprints of a fallen castle now lost to the dark powers of the Shadowlands, Daylight Castle. Keiji explained that he believes Sokuri is planning to use the map to infiltrate Daylight Castle for an unknown reason. He then asked the magistrates to travel beyond the wall, separating Rokugan from the Shadowlands, go to Daylight Castle, and retrieve the map. Keiji also asked the magistrates to take his nephew, Kaiyu Tomo, with them on their mission as part of a coming-of-age ritual, 
and as an opportunity for Tomo to prove his courage to his family and honor the memory of his ancestors. Kayu Tomo, Tagashi Yoshi, and Soshino Burizu then traveled to the Spear of Dawn watchtower on the Kayu wall. There, they had an audience with Hida Hachiro, commander of the castle watchtower on the wall. After tense negotiations, Hachiro begrudgingly granted permission for the party to move beyond the wall on the condition that if the party finds any historical texts relating to crab history or culture at Daylight Castle, these texts must be returned to him upon the party's return. Hachiro also ordered a small retinue of samurai led by one of his most seasoned retainers, Hida Nagahide, to travel with the party in order to guide them safely through the Shadowlands. While on the wall, the party heard reports from scouts returning from the field of an oni named Atsumari, a powerful demon partially responsible for the defeat of Daylight Castle, raising an army of the dead deep in the Shadowlands. After training, studying, and living with the crab at the Watchtower for a week, the party was finally allowed passage into the Shadowlands, an escort of brave warriors at their side and a myriad of dark rumors filling their heads. You travel beyond the gate with your crab companions, including Hide Nagahide at the lead, and you're looking out upon this barren landscape, this hellscape. How how do you guys feel about that? Horrible. Yeah, it looks pretty pretty gross. I uh, I don't think I would live here. I don't, I don't like this place. Are there any Are there any horses made of rotting flesh or bubbling pools of blood? Uh, you do not see any as of where you are standing right there. Dang. Yeah, the Caillou family and the people of the Crablands in general, they value courage above all other values. So, I mean, I'm trying to just be strong right now and, like, be courageous. But, yeah, it's it's a little frightening. Shit's crazy. Um, I actually would like to commune with the spirits and do a little ritual hmm, before, okay. before we go. Before setting off. Before setting off and commune with the spirits, the Kami of the Void. Hmm, okay. And Yoshi is going to meditate with me as we invoke... The dark spirits. Give him a little back rub as he's meditating. Two successes and a strife. That succeeds. So I just want to commune with the dark kami uh, and gain spiritual knowledge, I guess. Because I can either sense the kami and gain spiritual knowledge or gain an elemental gift. Maybe the elemental gift of, like, safe passage. From the dark kami in the Shadowlands. Yeah. Okay. So you're pray, you're, you've set up your little ritual, and uh, Hida Nagahide and the rest of the crab are going to let you do this because they understand that this is part of your culture. This is what you do. I mean, um, we need all the help that we can get. Disrespectable of them. Yeah, yes. they understand. They understand. Um, you set this up, and you're praying, and you have your, your incense lit, you know, and you just feel this chill come over your body, and you sort of feel like you're taking to another place like you don't feel like you're on you know solid ground anymore you feel like you're sort of floating and deep within you you just hear a voice says and then you regain your senses and you come to and that was all you got I shudder I look at everybody else alright we're good to go Uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah, it seems safe to me. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. No, we got we got the AOK. Let's head out. <laughs> Hida Nagahide glances at you, and without saying anything, she understood what happened. Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> let's go. Right. You guys have some kind of connection. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, she's just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so um, Yoshi, don't you have a don't you have a girl back home? <laughs> no, dude. She broke up with me, man. Oh no. <laughs> 
Sorry, you're talking... why are you even bring it up? Bro? I'm sorry. Why don't you bring it up? Bro? I'm, 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 I've put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> so I need to feed Squee. Excuse me. You are convening with Hida Nagahide and the rest of the Crab Samurai, and you're developing a plan on how to actually get to Daylight Castle. You're looking over the maps that you guys have that you've been given by Hida Hachiro and the ones that now Hida Nagahide has in her possession. And you're kind of looking at the lay of the land that uh, the crab know of this area. And she ex- Hida Nagahide, she explains that since it appears that Atsumari no Oni is somewhere in the Shadowlands building an army, it's going to be very challenging to travel openly across the Shadowlands, Wait, as who, if it wasn't already challenging. Who is Atsumari? No Atsumari Oni. no Oni is one of the demons, like a demon general that was responsible for... Oh, that's that 400-year-old the, the takeover. The takeover, the takeover of Daylight Castle. Um, so bastard. we could probably assume that his that he's amassing his army like from Daylight Castle, right? I mean, it's, that's, it's a, not that's, impossible. It's an old stronghold, isn't do, it? Do you, do you ask Hida Nagahide that question? Well, I'm just kind of like trying to get like affirmation because I mean we just learned so much about Daylight Castle and mm-hmm. like the Crablands from you know all the research and stuff and people we talked to from our week in Spear of the Dawn Watchtower that like it sounds like it was this old stronghold that the Demon Army kind of took over and I would assume that they would post up there. So okay, so you say that to Hide Nagahide, yeah, and she thinks about it for a moment and she says that's that could be a possible thing that we could consider. That's not impossible at all. Um, that would be a strong position to build an army from and we know that that's now in the hands of the shadowlands so it's completely it's completely possible that that's that that's true and if that were the case then i it would be safe to assume that like the main roads and stuff to daylight castle would probably be occupied occupied being patrolled by by the demon army i feel like we should probably like stay off of the i don't know i just hear stories about the shifting mountains and I don't know. I want to stay close to the roads, but yeah, I don't want to go too deep. I deep off the beaten path. I've heard this. I've heard the same. Um, But is is anywhere really safe in the Shadowlands? Yeah, nowhere truly is safe in the Shadowlands. And where we are going, there are no true proper roads. Um, However, there are more or less common routes to take that like the scouts that we're with would know about basically yeah we know the we know the common ways we haven't been to daylight castle in a very long time but we would know the ways to get there are there like hot spots of activity that you know we should stay away from like can you put them on the map here okay yeah so she pulls up a map and you guys are are looking over it and she shows you the route that it would take from spear of the dawn watchtower to daylight castle and there's a few major important locations on there. To begin with, there's the wall with Spear of the Dawn Watchtower. And then maybe a, a, a little under a day's uh, hike away from the wall is a river called the River of the Last Stand. Okay. She says that our first objective should be to cross the River of the Last Stand. Um, is, is this one of the rivers of blood or lava that we've been hearing about. no <laughs> no it's not one of those those exist further into the shadowlands still don't drink the water though yeah oh, still don't no, drink the water I, no i mean we we received this beautiful beautifully pure water from from ipe i would i'm definitely gonna oh, drink I this for, before i forgot I about special that water. water yeah but then yeah. we have also regular water as well yes 
Right. Yeah, that you know the water bearer has that. Mm, yeah, water bearer. to the other samurai. <laughs> water boy. He, he just has like the stick on his back, with, like big ass buckets. <laughs> hey, Bobby, water boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. Um, and so she marks the river of the last stand on the map, she, and just beyond that is a great field that's simply referred to as the Black Waste. She. Uh, she says, I recommend that we, by the end of today, we get past the River of the Last Stand and we make camp somewhere in the Black Waste. That would probably be the best option. Um, if we keep up a good pace, we can reach there by the end of today. Sick. Well, I would agree. That that sounds like a, like a like a good plan of action. I've I've camped in better sounding places than the Black Waste, but I'll do what must be done. Okay. She then shows you that there's really two feasible routes that you can take to cross the river of the last stand there's a more conventional route that we could take that would lead us to the setting sun bridge which is actually a bridge that the crab clan operates that crosses the river of the last stand honestly that sounds very pleasant and i don't even really want to hear the second option <laughs> I, the bridge there, of the setting sun so there's pretty cro- nice. i definitely want to hear the second option <laughs> there's crab people at that one they're so already, there's a, a yeah there's a there is a very small encampment set up oh, cool. at Setting Sun Bridge. Uh, these are the bravest of the crab. These are the ones who actually have um, bravest permanent. You? <laughs> oh, well, thank you. But <laughs> I shoot a look at Yoshi. Like what the hell are you doing? <laughs> these are these are the ones. Who, these are the crab samurai who are permanently <laughs> positioned in the Shadowlands. Um, and we have a small encampment set up at Setting Bridge. Uh, or setting setting sun bridge um that is used as sort of a uh a forward post an outlook wow. you know an outpost i mean i would like to meet them that does sound they sound like very brave men yes and women yes and very women. brave indeed <laughs> we could travel there <laughs> damn it we could travel the, by that route however i that would that would be the more conventional route and probably the safer route However, with this news of Atsumari no Oni building an army, I'm sure that the Setting Sun Bridge is being watched. Yes, they're probably under threat for sure. Yeah. Well, then maybe they could use our help and reinforcement. Perhaps. Or but, at least a word of warning. Yeah. I'm sure that they're yeah, aware they of the know. situation. Like, <laughs> they're the ones they're like, in, yeah, the, we're in, the in the middle of the shit. <laughs> a lot of the reports that they get from Spear of the Dawn Watchtower originate from, uh, from them. From that, that um, group outpost. That, okay. Gotcha. Our second option would be to travel through a, a well-known location um, by Crab Scouts. It's a it's a place called the Weeping Bog. That doesn't well, that sound sounds great. gross. Yeah, that doesn't sound that sounds yeah objectively worse than the first option. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it does sound pretty bad. But you have to understand this is a it's sort of a a, a wide point in the river. Uh, a wide, shallow point in the river, sort of like a delta almost, where a lot of tributaries meet. Um, and it creates like a swampy bog area. But it, it's just about the only place along the river of the last stand that we could cross without having to go over one of the bridges, which at this point I'm sure are being watched. Yeah, that is a which good one, point. Is that's there so one that's shorter than the other? Or are they kind of pretty much the same? They'd be about the distance. same distance. To where we're going, it would take about the same amount of time. Um, have any of have any of you scouts traveled through the bog? Um, I just ask all the group of samurai we're with. Yeah, and they kind of look at each other, and, and one one stands forward and says, "I've been there. Last time I was there was probably about two weeks ago." What's your opinion of the bog? 
He says that the, the bog is actually a, a pretty well-known location by Crab Scouts. It's uh, pretty usually a pretty safe place to travel. Um, in recent days, we have not had a problem crossing at the river of the last stand at that point, at the Weeping Bog. Okay, so you're confident? It has not been... It sounds b- bad. It has a bad name. You it should does, call well, it something a little chiller. Well, it's called the Weeping Bog because um, the weeping willow trees that grow there in the bog. Well, the Weeping Bog doesn't sound like a bad option. I mean, it sounds like it probably will be safer... But I almost, I'm I'm tempted by that setting sun I, bridge, and I want to help the people that are stationed there. But I, at the same time, maybe we just draw attention by going that route. Well, I mean, the first thing that we kind of brought up in this whole discussion was the fact that like the main travel routes were probably going to be like compromised by the by the demon army, so or right. at least being like watched. So if we're trying to not die, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I'm trying to not die um out here uh i think we should take every precaution every every option we have to avoid trouble yeah you're right well then should we should we go through the weeping bog hit the bog rip the bog okay so you guys you you take off towards the weeping bog it sounds like a decision has been made yep um you're traveling to the weeping bog and you're traveling across the shadowlands this is the first real time you've actually spent any amount of time traveling across the barren landscape moving further away from the wall just a quick explanation of sort of how everything is is packed everybody is carrying their own gear as well as an equal portion of all the other gear and you're talking to Hida Nagahide about that and she sort of explains to you that that's common practice um, when you're doing these sorts of excursions with uh, groups as large as this um, because it's a way of ensuring that you keep all of the supplies in case, you know, somebody goes missing or somebody dies. You know, for example, if you have one person who's carrying all the water and the water person dies, Someone you're out of water. Out of water. Yeah. Or if, if you're if you run, um, if, so, if one person has all the firewood, firewood and the firewood person dies, then you're out of wood. Right. But, that, but then how am I going to compartmentalize my adventuring party? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're what? <laughs> Boy, we're on a mission. <laughs> and so you spend a little bit of time traveling and just sort of talking to the uh, other um, crab samurai in your, in your party a little bit. Was there, would there be any, what would you guys be talking with the uh, other crab clan samurai about? Uh, or or Hida Nagahide. Hida, do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Serious question. I don't know if that's awesome. Um, she says yes. Well, I'm actually married. Shit. I just mumble shit to myself. I was like, oh, well, it's a uh, kind of weird weather around here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the weather is always very strange here. Well, how long have you been in this uh, Shadowlands area for? How long have I been in the Shadowlands? Yeah. How long like it? How much you've been around here? Did you just ask her if she comes here often? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, man. Still try, bro. (laughs) Okay. Uh, She says that I've I was I was actually born in Spear of the Dawn Watchtower, and I've been raised there my entire life. I grew up in the Warrens, and then when I became of age, I completed my Genpuku ceremony, and I became in the employ of the castle. So I've been here. Basically, my entire life. Wow. So, have she like ever fought anything in the Shadowlands? Like, what's the best way to kill like any of these uh, creatures? What kind of creatures might we even expect to see out here? Mm. 
well, she she explains to you that uh, the the undead are pretty common. Um, things that you might refer to as skeletons or zombies are, are pretty frequently found out here, um, and those are usually a result of um, either just the malign powers of the Shadowlands resurrecting people from the dead, but sometimes it comes from dark ritualistic maho magic that can be resurrected, that can resurrect people by like a mahotsukai. But that's like. That sounds like it's through intent. That would often be through intent. Like somebody's yes. perform, you know, out to get you. Yeah. Have you guys ever been attacked in that way? Has have you guys ever been almost hunted by some by a an, an oni or a matsosukai? We've never been hunted by a matsosukai. We have. It's. Hmm. How do I put this? The Shadowlands does not have a singular ruler. It's not a kingdom owned by a lord or daimyo or anything like that it's a lot it's a bunch of rival factions living in close proximity together and sort of competing for power amongst each other um and so there are sometimes it it draws the attention of mahotsukais looking for power looking for um a way to increase their power it draws them to this place uh there are also powerful onis demons that live here who like Atsumari no Oni will try to raise an army um, or in order to either attack Rokugan or just claim more land within the Shadowlands. Um, there are also a race of creatures known as the Nizumi that live here. Um, and she kind of describes to you a little bit that the Nizumi are like, they're basically rat people. Oh, <laughs> I get a very fucking great, like, I get really jittery, and I'm just like, oh, shit. She, and she looks at you, and she notices that, and she's like, you seem uncomfortable when I talk about the Nizumi. What, what's the what's the problem? Very, 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 I, I really don't, I, I don't even like saying their names. Can we just not even say their names, please? I, okay. I, don't, I don't like what, that at all. Yoshi, what's your Dude, deal? I, I, uh, I just, just don't, don't, don't like them. Okay. That's like a little, do you have some kind of anxiety? Yeah. Against rats. Yeah, big, <laughs> a big yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm well. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And she explains to you that, um, in, in fact, it, it appears, according to our scouts, uh, Atsumari Nooni has been using a Black. tribe of Nizumi as his has his scouts, his uh, um, the ones who are going to be ranging. And if we're being tracked, if we're being followed, it would most likely be by this Nizumi tribe that he has hired as mercenaries. <laughs> I say we should go well, we should go to, we should go to the bridge. We should go the other way. I don't want to go this way anymore. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, yeah, that's yeah, the, the, the bridge is probably the, the spot that's being watched, right? Uh, Alright, all right, yeah, let's go to the, the willows. Yeah, we'll, she, we'll, we'll keep you safe. Yeah, don't uh, worry. Don't worry, man. I know, guys. No, but I don't have a good feeling about this. <laughs> I don't either, but it's our best bet. Yeah, so Hidenagahide explains that it appears as though Atsumari has hired a tribe of Nizumi called the Crimson Moon Tribe as mercenaries to work as scavengers and hunters and outriders for his army. And yeah, she explains that the Nizumi are, are rat-like people. Well, they're more like people like rats, to be honest. They're, uh, they're rats that uh, walk on two feet um, and stand about three to three and a half. I'm feet plugging tall. my ears and I go la 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 la. <laughs> can they wield weapons? They they can wield weapons, and they're they're known for scavenging battlefields or attacking samurai and uh, taking their armor and weapons. Would would the jade that we were given have, have any effect on them? Well, they're not supernatural beings, and she brings up that's actually a very interesting point because 
they are the only they're the only creatures that live beyond the wall that are not supernatural beings and are completely uncorruptible by the taint and and that aren't clan samurai are there other clan samurai out here too besides the crab none so it's just you the supernatural and the nizumi yes that is very mm-hmm. strange indeed Some like random people that are trying to gain power some right. other random people right didn't you say like uh, well those would be like powerful oni would presumably be. oh you're talking about the mahotsukai yeah oh they yes you're right they do come to the shadowlands they're attracted okay. by the power that it wields um she explains the that nizumi are very strange and the nizumi are are very strange um they actually lived in the shadowlands before the taint came before the oh, corruption right. um and the 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 shadowlands or what they used to call their homeland was actually their ancestral homeland uh, before the horror of the Shadowlands came and crept in and destroyed everything. Were they ever peaceful? Um, in fact, most of the Nizumi are peaceful. In fact, the crab are on decently good terms with most of the tribes of the Nizumi, but there are some tribes that uh, often will hire themselves out as mercenaries for Oni warlords. Like this Crimson Moon. Like the Crimson Moon tribe. Well, do they have some sort of symbol or like identify? You know, is there a way that we can easily identify? Each tribe makes their own banner and their own symbol. The Crimson Moon is a black field with a red crescent moon on it. Makes sense. Yeah, I guess we'll be on the lookout for that. Yeah, be on the lookout for them. They uh, they've been known to attack at night and try to overwhelm the enemy with great numbers. Is typically how they do this. Then we'll definitely have to leave people on watch every night that we're out here. Yeah, keeping watch would definitely help us uh, in our fight against them. Yeah. It's a good thing we have five other samurai that can keep watch while I sleep through the night. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> while gonna you be, sleep peacefully through the night. It's going to be great. <laughs> so uh, how much further till we get to the bog? Right, so as you're traveling, uh, with each step you take away from the wall, your senses seem to dwindle further as the landscape continually rejects the natural order of space and time. The horizon seems to bend, sometimes feeling like it's years away, and other times feeling like it's so close you could touch it. Looking south and west across the blasted fields and contorted mountains, you know your destination waits for you. Just traveling through the Shadowlands, even if you know where you're going, is difficult, and it's going to require a survival check to make sure you can safely navigate the pitfalls and horrors that await you in the Shadowlands. You do have Hidenagahide and the Crab Escort. They're not going to make the survival check for you, just simply for game terms. I thought that would be really boring if I was just making all the dice rolls. Um, but they are going to greatly reduce the target number that you need in order to safely navigate. Cool, because this is my first time outside, I mean, obviously outside of the wall, but even really like one of the first times kind of like... Outside your homeland? Outside of like my homeland, yeah, um, in the wilds and... Uh, I'm not going to do well on this survival check. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can do it. I have one survival at least. Okay. And I don't have any survival. So but... Hide Nagahide also explains as you're traveling that it's going to be important to try to cover up your tracks and uh, make sure it's difficult to be followed. The Crimson Moon Tribe is going to be following you guys. Um, so how this is going to work is you guys are going to make a survival check. And then for every opportunity that you get, you can use it to sort of hide your tracks. And I assume we're choosing like a like a ring approach. You, yeah, you're choosing a ring approach. Uh, you guys also could aid each other. 
So how how it's going to work is like Hida Nagahide and the Crab Escort are already aiding you by reducing the target number. Um, but we can have one of you guys per day make the dice roll, the survival check, and then you guys can all aid that dice roll. Okay, well, I mean, I was going to use the innovate ring, the fire ring. Felt like we got to be pretty innovative with our survival out here. I, I just don't have any survival, so I can't, I also I can't aid really with the well, skill. Well, it's just aid and survival? Is it just one person makes a check? Yeah, so one person makes a check, and then how aid works is if you don't have any skill in that, um, if you don't have any points in that skill, mm-hmm. then you give them an extra ring dice that they can roll. If you do have a skill point with that skill, then you give them an extra skill dice to roll. Burzu, I will aid you if you want to attempt to cover our tracks and be the survival expert for the day. Okay. Um, yeah, I can do that. So an extra ring die from yep, Tomo you... and a skill die from Yoshi. Three successes and an opportunity. I obviously use the opportunity to cover our tracks. Okay. And I take a strife. Very good. So you had three successes. You traveled across the Shadowlands pretty well for your first day out. Um, Hide Nagahide and the rest of the Crab Samurai guiding I, you and, and offering pointers on you know I, how to avoid pit traps and stuff like that. I did study the maps in the Spear of the Dawn Watchtower li- library for like a whole week while I was you know trying to get this the, all those secrets from Bayushi Subasa. So I, I, I did learn a little bit about the area. True. Very good. You did spend a lot of time studying those maps. So you definitely would have seen the route from the Spear of the Dawn Watchtower to the River of the Last Stand. Um, through, the, through the bog. Through the bog, yeah. And you spent your opportunity covering up your tracks and trying to make it difficult for anybody to follow you. Um, Correct. And, and you feel like you've done that pretty successfully. I think so. You feel good about it? Yeah. For my first time? Very good. <laughs> Very good. You are out hiking for a few hours until you successfully reach the weeping bog at least the place that you feel like must be the weeping bog based on the description you've gotten from hidanagahide murky pools of putrid smelling sludge bubble across a wide shallow section of the river created by a network of small tributaries the swamp before you is punctuated by overgrown willow trees eerily lush amid the tainted corruption of the shadowlands the stench of decay floats down the river and seems to intensify with each step into the bog you step into it and you notice my mouth a little bit. You definitely do that. You step into it and you notice that uh, the water is actually surprisingly high. And Hide Nagahide comments on it. She says, I've never seen the water level this high before. Usually it's ankle to shin deep, but you guys are stepping through it and it's like, you know, somewhere between your knee to like your hip. It's much higher. Oh, geez. The, r- like the river is high. Is it like fast? Or is it still no, like, it's like still, boggy? It's still boggy and it's still slow. And it's still uh, a pace that you can walk through. You know you can definitely walk from one side of the bank to the other. It's not going to be a problem. But the water level is much higher. Hida Nagahide, are, are there any, any creatures in this water I should be worried about? And she kind of looks around and she, she thinks about it for a moment. And she says, we've never had any issues with creatures of any sort being in these waters. However, this is the Shadowlands, and you should always remain on guard. I say, can if we can wait but a moment, I would like to perform another ritual and commune with the kami of the water and ask them if there are any, you know, hidden creatures within the bog. Burzu, or... it, it sounds like the kami are not the same here. To be honest, I was speaking with 
I was attempting to speak with malign spirits before we left. Um, the water kami are usually a little more, a little more giving. If you feel that you can convene with them, then maybe it's worth trying. I feel it's worth trying. You can try. Me and Yoshi again. We pause. We take pause, and we we synchronize our oming. Give you another little back rub. Oh, awesome. Um, I'm going to keep these two explodies, and I rolled two more successes. So I have four successes. And, and this is you trying to communicate with the, the kami? With the water kami uh, of, of the bog and basically ask them if there are any undead or supernatural beings within the water, within the bog. And as you are trying to communicate those ideas to the kami, you just know that whatever you know you're being heard but whatever is hearing you doesn't want to have anything to say to you um and you've never been in a place so desolate and a place so spiritually malign that i'm actually going to give you a strife that's horrible normally when i reach out to the gods we have we have a nice little chit chat yeah and i leave feeling better and hidenagahide sees what you're doing and she says the kami here do not answer prayers I warned you Burzu it wasn't worth it I shed a single tear no. that's what your strife was from shedding a tear um, Yoshi you wanted to use your yeah, earth and eyes earth and eyes ability well, I will take these three successes and so I pass so I can see anything that's touching the ground within range three hmm or I feel, I guess. You feel? Yeah. You you do feel something, actually. You sense something in the waters. Ooh. Guys, there's something in the waters, guys. Um, and then my vigilance also increases by three until the end of the scene. You sense... You sense something in the water. Something. Yes. That's not good. You sense a couple. couple? Yeah. You, you, you tell us? Yeah. I, I immediately draw my katana. Feel like there's some stuff out yeah. here. Yeah, and the rest of the crab samurai also draw their <clears throat> weapons. Um, and we're like in the bog, right? I mean, like all around us, we're waist deep right now. You could, if you want, you could go back to the the shore, the See, bank. We don't have a choice but to carry onward. Yeah, I think we must press on. Yeah, I draw my katana. Who is brave enough to go first through the bog? I have my full suit of plate mail armor on, so I will lead the way. Ooh. Very good. You're going to lead the way? Thank you, Tomo. And actually, I, I have the stonewall, stonewall tactics. I take a, a stance and position myself in front of my allies so that I may bear the brunt of the attacks. So should you do like a social check right now to see if he does it? It, it, seems it's, like it also could be a martial arts check. Um I go think ahead. It, it go ahead. Like... You know what I'm going to let you do? Make a tactics check. That's okay. a martial arts check, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that will allow you to draw the attention of whatever might be in these waters. Okay. I'm going to do that and um, definitely going to use my earth ring, which is withstand. So I'm going to withstand the brunt of these. So describe to us how you're making a tactics check to do this. So I, I pull forward in front of my companions and i plant my feet into the muddy earth i feel movement in the water and i just want to position myself so that 
the movement is in front of me and my allies are behind me so that I can protect them from any attacks that might come at them. Very good. And that is one success and one opportunity. I'll make the enemies have a harder time hitting my allies with that opportunity. Cool. You guys all wade into the water, moving toward the uh, the west bank of the river with the brave Kaiyu Tomo leading the way. You said you're wearing your plate armor? Full plate armor. Full plate armor. Damn. I'm sinking like a rock into this <laughs> soft earth. I'm I'm in the uh, the Ashigaru armor we were given earlier. Yeah, same. Yeah, all the uh, all the crab were kind of looking at you in the in the full plate armor. You notice that the escort you're with is also wearing the Ashigaru armor. They're admiring your armor. They're also a little curious about the armor, and they're also kind of thinking like, this guy's never been in the Shadowlands before, has he? But I ignore, you are wearing the armor. I ignore their judgmental stares. Mm-hmm. And I feel safe. It's amusement, mostly. It's amusement. And curiosity. They're just jealous. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of that. Kind of wondering, how did this guy get this plate armor? I see the envy in their eyes. They don't know the secrets that I know. I mean, shit, I'm a little jealous. You should be. <laughs> Maybe you should have uh, you should have twisted Yasuke Ipe's balls a little more. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's, there's no place to put Squee on a full suit of plate armor. Yeah. I travel alone. That's why I need my full plate. <laughs> okay, so you're you're wading across the river towards the west bank. There's a uh, a movement, a stirring in front of you, Kayutomo, and a, uh, a like a a drowned body oh, emerges god. out of the water and shrieks at you. Oh god! And everybody needs to roll tactics check for initiative. I got five. I got four. Uh, six. Burrow, you go first. You are first in the lineup. Um, wow. Okay. Um, am I like a distant? What? What did you figure out the weakness? Oh right. Oh yeah. What is the weakness that I learned? You've learned from your time studying with Bayushi Tsubasa in the map room, setting all those old scrolls, Mm -hmm. that the uh, the zombie undead that are often encountered here in the Shadowlands are often weak to bludgeoning attacks. For example, if you have a katana and you cut off an arm of a zombie, it doesn't slow it down as much as if you just, you know, bash its head in. Okay. So uh, uh, bludgeoning weapon attacks are typically favorable against these zombie creatures that you find in the Shadowlands. Awesome. So knowing that, I roll the sle- my sleeves up. Uh, or I, I'm wearing Ashugar armor. I don't know if I got sleeves. But I freaking prepare myself and shove my hands down into the water beneath me, down into the mud, mm-hmm. and perform the te- Tetsubo of Earth technique to attempt to summon a giant stone club from the mud. Very cool. Yeah. That is going to be a Theology Earth check. Um, I got two successes and two opportunity. So I reach down into the water, into the mud beneath, and I am chanting to the kami that are just not answering me. <laughs> but I'm still able to uh, summon inner strength and pull the stone tetsubo from the mud. And as I pull it, I use the two opportunity that I rolled to imbue the stone tetsubo with holy power. It's like emanating holy light. It has the sacred quality. Oh, that is for, gonna... for this for this fight. Very cool. That is gonna fuck these undead up. Yeah, hell yeah, it is. So I pull out this glowing stone mace from the water beneath my feet, and I 
approach Tomo, like, you know, approach the zombie that Tomo is fighting to, to back him up. Okay, he is cur- the zombie is currently three range bands away. Um, Damn. Okay, um, I move a range band that direction. Okay, so that's Bor- Boro's turn. Yoshi, it's your turn. All right, so how far away am I? You are from the zombie that's on Tomo? Yeah. You are within one range band. Um, you say pulling out a weapon is like an action, or is that, can I just pull out a weapon? You already had a weapon. Okay, now. well I have my bow and I'm fucking, yeah. swing at this bad boy. So you're gonna shoot an arrow at it? Uh, no, like the staff. Oh, your staff, right, yeah. bow means staff. I know that. I knew that. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I forgot that. And I'm in earth, and I will make it a tick. Ooh, that's a good looking roll. Three successes and uh, opportunity. And how much damage does this do? Six. So it does six, six damage? All right. Well, I get an extra bonus success, right? Because it's two. Mm-hmm. So it so does six. Seven. Uh, okay. You crack this thing across the head, and it drops down into the water. Fuck yeah. Uh, and it kind of starts to float down river a little bit. Sick. Okay. Jeez. Hell yeah. Yeah. So the rest of the crab are looking around and they kind of uh you can tell that they've encountered situations like this and they immediately circle up they get out of the the line that you guys were in sort of this marching order you're in a line and they immediately circle up um and they pull their weapons out and they all have um uh, clubs that they pull out you can tell that they've they've kind of experienced fighting these sorts of things before and they know which weapon to use uh and so that's they're all sort of watching the waters to see what's going to happen next um, and now, Tomo, it's your turn. Well, I'm still up front, and I'm going to pull out my club because I see everyone else has their club out. I had dramatically pulled out my katana before, but... After was, seeing what the crab did? Yeah, clearly it was not the correct move. <laughs> I pull out my club. I did the same thing, don't worry. So that zombie that had come out of the water before, that one's now floating downstream? Yeah, it's it's incapacitated. You can tell it's not going to be a problem for you to anymore okay so i don't see any other zombies in the immediate vicinity you don't see any anymore no yeah i pull out my club and i scan the area and i don't see any other zombies right you don't see any other no well then i'm just gonna stand my ground uh maintain my earth stance and i guess am i am i kind of back to back with these other samurai or did they make a circle on their own do you want to be a part of their circle or do you want to be on your own how much further will it be for me to get all the way across the river how far into the river are we? Um, it would take another few range bands. You can tell that it's uh, it's a pretty wide section of the river that you're in right now. Uh, and you estimate it's maybe a little less than a quarter of a mile. Oh, that's pretty far. Um, so I, I shout out to Yoshi and Burrow. And I say, guys, maybe we should get back to back like these other samurai. Make our own little circle and just kind of slowly walk our way across the river. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. I'm with it. it. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to go gang up with my boys. And you get a nice little, like, trifecta, a little back-to-back, each with a... Do you have a a club, too, Yoshi? What do you got? Oh, you have your bow, right? All right, yeah. That's that's what I'm going to do that turn. Two clubs, one bow. (laughs) Bow staff. (laughs) I always have to remind myself, bow means bow staff. Yes, bow staff. Right. Okay. Well, then what is a bow? Like, that I would share. And Oyumi? The Oyumi is the crossbow. The, crossbow. the Yumi is the longbow. Oh, okay. excuse me. 
Yeah. I think I have an Oyumi. Yeah. You all were given Oyumi by the Quartermaster. Hell yeah. Um, which you've also have been explained is also pretty effective against, um, like, the undead. Anyway, so you guys are kind of circled up, and you're sort of scuttling across the, the river, knowing now that there's these... Uh, these bloated, drowned corpses in the in the river that are trying to attack you guys. You move a little bit further, and then um, three more pop up, attacking the crab samurai, um, your crab escort. So they pop up out of the river. Oh, Nagahide or or Tomo? Is Tomo the ahead? other the other crab samurai? Okay, they're attacking the other crab samurai. Oh shit! Not water boy. <laughs> Protect Bobby. Bobby Boucher. Get Bobby. <laughs> Um, the first bloated corpse that pops out of the water swings at one of the samurai, but the samurai manages to duck under its attack at just the right moment. Thank God. Another one of these bloated corpses pops out of the river, attacks another one of the samurai, slashes him across the face. Oh my God. And grabs him and is attempting to pull him into the water. Oh shit. Jeez. So they're like, they have like claws? Yeah, they've got claws. And he attempts to drag him into the water, and you can see that he, he like, pulled him down basically face first by the neck into the water, and he's, like, squirming around in this almost, like, waist-deep uh, water. being, like, drowned. He, yeah, and, like, being, like, drowned. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Uh, and then the third zombie. Not, not good. <laughs> no, not good. Not good. He's flailing in the water trying to get out of this zombie's grasp. And how far away from, like, that group are, are we? Um, you're about three range band away from that group. Okay. Because you guys kind of created your own separate yeah, groups, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shit. So you're okay. about three range bands away from him. All right. Okay, and then a third zombie came up and attacked another one of the crab. Um, swings at him, but also misses. Whew. Jeez. Well, guys, I mean, we have to help. Yeah. We have to help them. So, yeah, we should move over we start to shifting them. Over. We start shifting over to help the help our crab escort. Okay, um, so that's the drowned body's turn. So it's Burrow's turn. Uh, I set a three range band away. Yeah, I have my holy Tetsubo in hand. I want to use the rushing wave technique uh, to try to summon a wave to push me and carry me all the way over to the crab uh, samurai that are being attacked. Okay. Um, so that's a theology water check. I rolled four successes and one strife. So that gives me two bonus successes. So I will be able to summon a wave that will carry me the three range band to get right next to uh, the group of drowned zombies and samurai. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to specifically land next to the one that is being drowned. The one that's like underwater. I'm about to unmask. And um, I I like uttering my my prayers uh, and my chants as this wave is building beneath me. And I'm like, Cowab! Bunga, dude, <laughs> and like surf yeah, my yeah. way over to uh, to the freaking zombie. Yeah, it's attacking the the crab clan samurai, and uh, land next to him, ready to just bash a fucking head in with my sacred tetsubo. But I can't do it on this turn. With your sacred tetsubo, awesome. Okay, very cool. Next, it is Yoshi's turn. All right. Um. So I'll. S- Step one range band closer to him, so I'm in two now with him? Yeah. Alright, sick, I can hit him with my bow again. Man, I totally did not hit anything. I just fucking hit all water. Just, you hear a nice thud in the water, and that's cool. Now that was it. 
Oh. <laughs> Splash. <laughs> no, so what happened was you swung at it, but the zombie uh, saw that you were coming and managed to duck under your attack at just the right moment. Move out of the way. Okay. Um, next, we have Tomo's turn. All right, so at three range bands away, are there any bloated corpses that I could shoot with my crossbow? There are. Okay, I'm going to pull out my crossbow. You'd be able to shoot at any of them. Okay, and I wouldn't put any of the other samurai at risk? Uh, no. Okay, That's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a shot at... I guess I'll take a shot at the zombie that's not pulling the guy underwater. Okay. So that is three successes and two strife and one opportunity. Mm-hmm. And how do you use your opportunity? Uh, I'm going to use my opportunity to... Man, I don't even know. There's... I can't think of anything badass to do with my opportunity. <laughs> you hit him? I think I hit him, right? You, you hit him. Two opportunity or just one? Just one opportunity. Oh. You remove strife. Oh. Yeah, I'll use that opportunity to remove the strife. Totally forgot you could do that. Yep. You shoot it and you hit you hit the zombie and the pure concussive force of the bolt blows through the thing, making it explode in like bloated viscera. Jeez. And the rest of it falls limp back into the water and starts floating down the river. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sick. So there's two left. Yes. Okay. Next, it is the crab samurai. Uh, first of all, the one who's being dragged into the water is going to try to pull himself out of it. And he's going to get Makes it. sense. That's some good survival instinct right there. I mean, yeah, if I were getting pulled underwater by a deadly zombie, I would I would, attempt, I would resist. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to think that I would resist that. Yeah. And I rolled very poorly. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he is still flailing wildly in the water. It's not Bobby, is it? Huh? It's not Bobby, right? It's not our water boy. Which which samurai is it? <laughs> this this was a samurai that you had been introduced to as Hiruma Yuto. Yuto? Yuto. Uh, this is Yuto that's being drowned. What was his deal? Do, what does he contribute? Uh, Yuto's thing, He uh, he's kind of like the musician in the group a little bit. Oh, he likes shit. to like sing songs while you guys are traveling because it lightens the mood a little bit. Yeah, this yeah. place needs some mood lightening. All right, yeah, good thing. I, yeah, I'm right next Yuto. to you. Yuto! <laughs> Just keep breathing or trying to breathe. <laughs> sing, think of a happy song to sing. Yeah, and he's flailing wildly. <laughs> This will be good material for your next ballad. <laughs> uh, the other crab, immediately on each side of him, try to swing at the zombie that's, like, pulling him down with their clubs. Okay? And the first one that swings at him connects right on the head. Fuck yeah. And drops the zombie. Good job, Bobby. Yeah. That was the water <laughs> boy, was, for that sure. Was water boy. Yeah. That was the water boy, for sure. Of course. Uh, and then... Bobby. Um, the rest of the samurai try to gang up on the last standing zombie because you because tomo brought down one there was one that was drowning the guy and then there was another one that was still up the rest of them are going to kind of gang up on this last one so it would have been uh uh nagahide and then the other two samurai in, in the retinue and they all just gang up on it with their clubs and just smash it into submission just like a pinata yeah basically just (laughs) exploding with you know, like bits of brain matter and like teeth and bone. Jeez, very mm. gory. Um, also, you note that when these things explode into the viscera like this, they just smell so bad. Yeah, as soon as like the last one is 
defeated, I like put I like drop the Tetsubo into the water. It dis- it disintegrates mm-hmm. uh, and floats away, and I just puke into the rock. <laughs> yeah, the smell of this of these drowned, bloated corpses exploding into just raw viscera is probably one of the most disgusting experiences you've ever had up to this point. That's that smells like taint. You still have it. <laughs> it smells like the taint. Um. You, you throw up into the bog, yeah? Yeah, I throw up into the bog. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. Okay, it's don't, 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 don't worry about me. Right. The, the vomit makes it smell better, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. As you're bending over, throwing up into the bog, another one of the drowned corpses <laughs> appears right from in front of you and tries to pull your face down into the area where you just threw up. Oh, oh. Totally saw that coming. Okay. <laughs> That's horrible. Does that, give any, me, does that give me any strife or anything? You don't have any tests. Um, we'll see. Who? And he connects. He oh, slashes no. at your face. Oh, no. oh, oh no. God. You take... <laughs> Uh, you take three points of damage, which I believe your Ashikara armor would just um, Oh, yeah, it would, just, it would just negate. Yeah. yeah, so he slashes across your helmet, but luckily you have your helmet on and it manages to, to negate all the damage. Um, but he is trying to draw you into the water oh and drown you. God. So I need you to make a fitness check. I have three successes, an opportunity, and two strife. I am going to use the opportunity to reduce one of the strifes, so I would still gain one, which would actually cause me to unmask. This is going to make you unmask? Well, yeah, I just got freaking slashed across my face by a drowned zombie erupting from a bog, and I was just trying to throw up and feel better. This is horrifying. <laughs> this is breaking like my fucking fucking mind right now. Okay, explain how you unmask. What do you do? I just keep throwing up continuously. <laughs> like it doesn't. I get hit across the face, across the helmet. My head jerks to the side. I just spew like a stream of puke towards like all the other samurai, and I'm like sobbing and throwing up, and I'm like having difficulty like pulling out my. I'm like shaking and stuttering a shit ton. Like guys, I need, I need. Help. I'm like totally struggling to like pull my katana out of its uh out of its scabbard and um yeah I mean I'm preparing to fight this thing but mm-hmm. it's I'm a mess. Hida Nagahide and the Puked rest all over me. Hida Nagahide and the rest of the crab samurai look at how you are displaying yourself in combat with your with your whimpering and your cries <laughs> of despair. I'm sorry, I unmasked. What do you want from me? <laughs> and, and uh you you immediately get a sense even in all the um in the flurry of combat and in the haste of trying to draw your weapons you immediately get a sense that they kind of look down upon you a little bit for this unmasking for this um very dishonorable display of emotion i feel incredible shame you should you're embarrassing me in front of my samurai friends <laughs> Now the attention uh, is off of me for my silly plate armor. <laughs> you guys are totally embarrassing me right now. Um, the fact that you're like trying to walk through this river and you can't move. I, imme- I immediately start thinking of ways to channel this into just like beautiful haikus. Yeah, yeah. Take it out through your art. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, all of that happens, and while the rest of the crab samurai are kind of watching you have this embarrassing display of emotion, another one of the bloated corpses pops up right next to Hidenagahide and attacks her, slashes right at her. 
Hey. No, he did. Not your beautiful face. The zombie slashes at her, cuts her um, across the chest, and you can see that there's just a little bit. Her armor absorbs most of the damage, but you can see that it did cut her a little bit, like on the neck, just a tad. Ooh. And you can see just a, a little bit of blood start to be drawn from her neck. And then the zombie attempts to pull her down into the water, but luckily Hida Nagahide manages to disentangle herself from the zombie. We go back to the top of the initiative order, so that would be Burrow. It's your turn. I I really wish I wouldn't have dropped my sacred Tetsubo um, <laughs> right about now. <laughs> Knew that uh, was a bad idea. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I, quickly, I quickly try to compose myself. I'm... <laughs> Like sniffling and shit, and uh, yeah, I pull out my my Caillou katana, and I'm just gonna attempt to cut this thing's fucking head off. I guess. Go for it. Um, I got two successes, two opportunity, and two strife. I yeah, do I hit him? How many successes was that? Sorry. Two. With two successes, you do connect. Yeah. Yeah, I slash him. I try to just slice his whole head off with the katana. I take the strife from my attack the two strife but then i spend the two opportunity to critically strike it and attempt to slice its whole head off very cool you draw your sword and in one swift motion you let the blade fly through the air and before you know it the head of the zombie plops into the water right next to you Fuck yeah! Does it like take a second for the head to slide off? Yeah, like 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 I, I make the slice and then it's like three seconds and it like slowly kind of yeah. <laughs> you, you drew your sword, sliced at him, and then uh, sheathed your sword again in the time it took for it to slowly slide off yeah. of the off of the neck and into the water. Hell yeah! And then the the rest of the body slumps down into the river. Perfect. How do the samurai feel about it? Does he like gain a little bit of like respect back? Um, (laughs) They would have thought that was cool, except for the fact that now their attention is drawn towards the zombie that attacked Ahida Nagahide. And I'm, like, covered in vomit, so I I still look pretty bad. You also were crying in your own vomit. (laughs) I'm crying in my own vomit. Snot dribbling down and all this shit. Uh, (laughs) I'm still trying to shuffle over to you guys in my (laughs) heavy-ass armor. Yoshi, it's your turn. All right, well, I'm going to hit this other bad boy that's... That was hitting my girl, and I'm mad. I'm mad. You don't hit. You don't hit her like that. Her neck is beautiful. Oh, oh man, you keep also you keep whiffing it on the rolls. So you. I just swung. got two opportunities, and I say, "Don't you ever hit her like that again." So you're so, gonna intimidate the zombie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you go. You go. You make that effort. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, it is Tomo's turn. You still have your crossbow drawn. All right. So. At the beginning of my turn, I take a water stance. That way I can perform, is it an extra support action? It's a support action, yeah. Yeah, I use an extra support action every turn. And I'm going to load a bolt into my crossbow, pull it back, and use that as my support action. And I'm going to aim it right at the zombie that's attacking uh, Hida Nagahide. And okay. I'm going to let that bolt loose. Okay. And I only get one success. You fire the bolt, and it goes uh, flying through the air, and it lands uh, next to one of the willow trees spotting the river. I'm really disappointed in my aim, but I took a stance that I don't normally take. and It's a stressful situation. It is stressful, and I'm still shuffling in the water towards my friends, <laughs> trying, to, trying to make a move. <laughs> right. Uh, so now it's the crab samurai's turn, and 
before anybody else even has a moment to make an action, Hidenagahide has already drawn her weapon and is attacking this uh, this zombie right in front of her. She uh, she swings at it, hits it in the rib cage, breaking all of the ribs that are now been softened by the river and by the the, uh, the horrible, disgusting water. Um, collapsing the rib cage and making it crumple in on itself back into the river. You guys are kind of just standing in the river, you know, watching to see if anything else happens. I'm like taking like little handfuls of water and like splash, like kind of washing my freaking face and in that water. Of I don't know the, if you in the, the Shadowlands water. I mean, I'm just covered in puke. I'm just trying uh, to just get some of the puke off me. That's fair. before it dries, you know. Uh, that's I'm fair. already waist deep in the shit. <laughs> how, how's how's Squee react to this? Uh, squeeze like bear, he, like his little cage kind of is like the whole bottom of it's like submerged because he's like on my waist. So yeah. like in the deeper parts, like anytime I get into a deeper part of water, I just hear like. You guys are kind of just watching around, waiting to see if anything else happens, and you get the feeling like, like it's clear, you know, like you, you don't you don't think anything else is gonna happen. Let's get to the other side of this bog. I help uh, Caillou out of the mud. Because he seems like he's oh, still yeah. like, having a little trouble. <laughs> well, come on. I'm like yanking Toss him. him a rope. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I, I was too proud to ask, but I was really <laughs> struggling there. Right. Okay. Well, so you travel the rest of the way to the west bank of the river, um, and you didn't encounter any more of the zombies. And, you know, Hidenagahide and the rest of the crab are very surprised. Again, she says, we've never seen the water level that high before. We've, we've just never seen it, and we've never seen those willow trees so lush. They're usually just dead trees like the rest of the trees we find here. What do you – what is the, what is the source of the river? Like, does it come uh, – are you aware? Is, is there a dam? Is it being controlled by, by somebody? Is there a lake? Is The river of the last stand is a very, very long river. The headwaters to it are much further to the north in the Shadowlands, um, and we don't – From deeper within the Shadowlands? Yes. Ah. Uh. Can I yeah. do like a so it could be anything like a survival check to kind of like think up why the water might be more sure um, yeah I'll just concentrate really hard and I'll try to produce a really cool answer to um, impress uh, Hida Nagahide of uh, my knowledge of why water gets bigger <laughs> in places <laughs> <laughs> all right I got a weird flex but okay <laughs> I got one success, a strife, and um, opportunity. So I just like try to describe this really cool um, idea of why it's. Uh, <laughs> so it's probably like a, probably it's you know it's like a, it's about spring now and you know like a you know water's melting down from from the higher higher mountains where it's colder in the rain and stuff you know it's probably <laughs> that. That's great. But like you know yes. Uh, and she says, yes, that's all true of uh, the natural rivers that you find within Rokugan, but the the natural order is completely askew in the Shadowlands, so it could be it could be anything. To be completely honest, that sounds like a that sounds like a conspiracy by Big Water. If I've ever <laughs> if I've ever heard one, I don't trust Big Water. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, you say that uh, the trees are more lush than you've ever seen them? That Yeah, they are. Do you think maybe some of this water is not as tainted as it usually is? Um, She thinks about it for a moment, but one of the other samurai speaks be. up, and he says, you know, what it could be is uh, 
it could be the fell powers of the Shadowlands, and perhaps these trees are, maybe they're feeding on the dead, and maybe that's why they're so lush, you know? Maybe whatever it is, is uh, whatever caused the water level to rise is also causing, you know, these drowned corpses to flow down the river. Maybe the trees are, like, eating the river, eating the, uh, the bodies or something. That might, that might be the reason why we can't burn the wood. Mm-hmm. The, the the trees are, are basically absorbing all of the spirits of the fallen and the shadowlands and the corrupted body. I say, Waterboy, I think you might be up to something. I think you I think you're going with the I think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, no matter what it is, I want to get out of this river and dry I, off and... Yes, I need to clean up I need to clean myself. <laughs> I look just dejected. and, and squeeze. Squeeze sad. <laughs> Squeeze so like just damp in his little his little cage. Yeah, on my belt. Okay, you guys. Uh, by the time you get to the other side of the river, the sun is starting to set. You know what little sunlight you do get while you're in the Shadowlands is, um, is starting to set on the horizon, and uh, you're now in the black waste of the Shadowlands. Mm-hmm. Um, you look sort of northwest, and you see a, a mountain range starting to uh, come creep closer towards you guys. Um, and um, Hida Nagahide says that this is probably about where we should camp for the night, make rest. Yes, please. I could use a rest after that strenuous walk across the river. <laughs> okay, so now um, it's uh, it's it's nighttime now, and you guys are sort of setting up camp. Describe what you guys do to like set up camp, and what do you do, and how do you how do you sort of interact with each other and interact with like the crab. I tell the crab to do everything, and then I go and I meditate. <laughs> Is it, are we, like, in tents or something? Yeah, you guys have tents and sleeping right. bags, yeah. I ask, um, I ask Waterboy if he wants to roomie up with me in my tent. We can hang out and talk about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> like Waterboy stuff. You, you guys wouldn't get it, dude. <laughs> All right, man, you do you. <laughs> I mean, I thought we were friends, but... <laughs> no, I'm just trying to meet new people, dude. Come on. Well, make new friends. Um, you know, I'm... Building is a part of my life, so I take pride in helping everyone out, assembling the tents and, like, assembling the campsite. And I'm going to start burning some of our fresh wood from Rokugan and get a little fire going. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually going to, like, chronicle the journey so far. Like, I, I do tell, like, the crab to just kind of set up camp and like i kind of just set up my own shit and then retire to my tent and i start like writing like notes and like journaling about the uh what we've experienced so far i would say me and waterboy are gonna take first watch okay yeah okay so right um the the water boy that you invited into your tent tonight (laughs) his name is uh (laughs) caillou daisoto Caillou Daisoto. Caillou Daisoto. And uh, he just laughs. He's like, you're the first dragon I've ever met. Is that is that the way you guys do things on the mountains? <laughs> is that how you stay warm uh, in the winters on the mountains? And he kind of laughs off, and he just sort of shrugs you off, and he kind of walks away. He's uh, not interested in sharing oh, the He's got his I'm own setup. He's pretty bummed out. He's got his own setup. Uh, Tomo, you are helping to build camp. That is correct. Which you can tell the, the other crab look appeasingly about. They look pretty happy that you're trying to help out. Yeah, I mean, I'm also from the crab clan. I'm going to, you know, maintain my duty, help out my other crab. Very good. 
uh, and you start to build a fire. And Nagahide speaks up and she says, you know, it might be best if we don't build a fire on this trip. If we're being hunted, and if it's going to be the Nizumi that are looking after us, you know, building a fire is probably just going to attract them to us very quickly. You're right. She says, I do not recommend building a fire, uh, though I do understand that this is your first time in the Shadowlands, and it might, uh, you know, a warm fire might comfort you at the end of the day. You know, she, you can kind of hint, you can kind of pick up, she's like hinting that this is a really bad idea. I, I understand Hida Nagahide. I will not build a fire. Yeah. I will temper my courage, and I will sleep in the dark. Bro, you were going to sort of chronicle everything that's happening, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I'm kind of taking some me time, too. Taking me time. Uh, changing out of my fucking vomit-covered clothes, cleaning up a little bit, and, yeah, chronicling the, the journey so far, the creatures that we faced, the weaknesses that we discovered about them. Okay. Arranging it all nicely, so in case anything happens to us, there's some scrolls or something left behind. Yeah. Since my adversity is culture, can I, like, try to, like, be like, come on, water boy, come on, and, like, try to convince him? Okay. Right, I like sick. that. Hell yeah. I'm like, come on, you know, not all dragon people uh, suck that bad. You are... Let's deal with Burrow first. So, Burrow, you're, um, you know, you're, you're chronicling everything, and one of the crab samurai named Kuni Akari sees what you're doing. And she kind of steps forward and, and she she asks about it and she says, "Oh, are you are you are you uh, you're you're making like a you're just chronicling everything that we're doing and everything that we we see out here?" Well, yeah. I mean, how do you think the, the library back home, that back at your home, has got filled? I mean, somebody has to write down the things that we see and that we encounter. And in case something happens to us out here, I mean, don't you want your family to know what what happened? And. And she says, you know, actually, that's a really good idea. That's a very good idea. And then and she also says, we should um, we should be drawing a map. She brings up the idea of, like, really mapping out, um, you know, the route that you guys are taking. And she yeah. says, you know, everything between the Twilight Mountains, which are the mountains off in the horizon that you guys saw when you started making camp, and the wall is, is pretty well known among Crab Clan. Mm-hmm. But... The, the Valley of the Haruma, where the Daylight Castle is, has not been um, has not been visited in a very long time, centuries. And so if we had a map connecting Spear of Dawn Watchtower to the Daylight Castle, that could potentially be worth a lot to the Crab Clan. I think that I may be able to compose a map. On our mission to retrieve the map, you will develop a map. I will do, yes. <laughs> the Crab yes. love maps. Yes, <laughs> this is just <laughs> maps on maps on maps. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, with with the changing nature of the Shadowlands, it would be uh, important to specify the the encounters that we have along the way to make note of the sorts of things that people can expect while they're traveling this route. Okay? Yeah, I, I agree. I already have uh, an entry on drowned zombies and an entry on Nozumi. Yeah. Sure, I sure both like the scroll tubes. They're just labeled super nicely. Yeah. And uh, she sees what you're doing and she... She kind of smirks and she says, uh, "I hope you have the stomach for making a map." I think, yeah, I think I'm, you didn't. Think you didn't quite seem to have the stomach for the zombies back. Oh, then. I burn! You didn't smell it. <laughs> Maybe you weren't killing any of them. Oh, <laughs> all right. We'll come back to this. <laughs> all right, Yoshi. Yoshi, your your adversity is the fact that you don't pick up on like other cultures, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Or so they just don't really like me. Yeah. I'm yeah. always like weird and awkward. You're, you're kind of weird and awkward. I'm like, come on, man. We could like talk about my tattoos and stuff. It'll be cool. We just, we just hang out. Just bros, you know? Okay. This was... I'll do a courtesy courtesy reason check. So I'm just like trying to reason with the guy to come hang out with me. Okay. We could be friends. Okay. And I failed. <laughs> 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 like, so matter of like, fact, we can talk, we can talk about I, we can talk about water and stuff, bro. Okay, <laughs> you just you know hang out. We'll talk about water. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> he he's he's still kind of taken aback. Um, the crab are the crab are standoffish people. Yeah, and they already don't like dragon people because you know, we don't do anything for them. Because you guys, yeah, they have this wall, and it's a it's an effort upon the entire empire to man it. Not just the crab, and they feel like they just don't get support from the dragon clan. So there's already a little bit of an enmity between your guys' clans. Um, and on top of that, the crab are they're just sort of standoffish people. They don't uh, they're not very touchy feely. You know, mm-hmm. the only time they really work together is when they're building or fighting, and anything beyond that, they're they don't really get it. And so your attempts to sort of like draw him into your tent for <laughs> lure him into the tent for Netflix and water, yeah, um, really is offsetting. <laughs> he's like very uncomfortable around you now, and he just he just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. Oh, and he's like he's like so that's what you guys do up on your mountains. You just meditate. And you just what do you what do you do there? What, what do you do there? Like, and, and at this point now, he's starting to think about it, and he's actually a little just kind of, on top of confused, just sort of curious. He's like, actually, what, what do you guys do there? What is life like in the mountains to the north? We are um, searching for uh, deeper learning and uh, knowledge of deeper things other than just walls and just beating people up, you know? We are spiritual people, and we like to meditate and learn and record of... Uh, our clan, and of Rokugan. So that's what you do. You're all about meditating and learning and recording things. Yeah. He he scoffs at you. He's like, <laughs> "My people die on the wall, so okay. that your people can live comfortable lives in your temple monasteries and just record the history of what's happening. Record the history of my people dying. I mean, record other stuff too." Okay. Uh, I feel feel really awkward now. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, Tell me, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go around and look at all the tents, just make sure everything looks safe. Uh, kind of look at where we are in relation to the rest of the landmarks in the area. Just try and find like any possible ways I can make the encampment a little safer. Uh, maybe if I can like fortify anything with what we've got. Can you make like traps? Ooh, trap would be cool. Okay. Like um, some like, ringing bells around us. Or yeah, like an alarm or or traps around us, or something to like block the light of a fire. I don't know. I've given up on the fire at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Hiruma Yuto, who is the guy who likes to sing, the guy who was being drowned earlier. Right. He sees what you're doing, and he uh, he sees that you know you're a Caillou of the of the engineer school, and he says, "Oh, that's interesting. So this is your first time being beyond the wall, I see." Yes, this is my first time. Okay. And he kind of, he gives you some pointers on how the crab build their encampments when they're away from the wall on missions like this. And he says, you know, for for things like this, the goal really is to set your tent up, set your camp up in a way that you can just strike it immediately and move. You know, 
you're not going to be able to fortify a position here out with just the nine of us. So the best idea really is to just sort of, uh, you know, set things up in a way that we can just pick up and go at a, at a, at a moment's notice. All right. Well, thank you for the knowledge. I mean, I'm really just trying to help out around here. I was trying to build a fire. He I says, was trying to help fortify this encampment. And he said, he says, no, 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 I, I understand. I just know that this is your first time beyond the wall. And, and you're a Caillou, and it's, you know, you're used to building things. And I, I understand. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you for the knowledge. I'll... No, and, he, and he, he can tell that you're young and you feel out of place with these other guys. And he's like, you know what? Hey, the rest of us crab, you know, we're, we're going to have a wrestling match later, you know? <laughs> no way. <laughs> you should join us. My ears perk up. And oh. you know, you you know that the, like it's a it's a it's a common way for the crab. It's a cultural thing. The wrestling matches is a is a crab thing. All right, it's how they they oh. take out the stress and aggression from the day and relax. Uh, absolutely, you know? I've been in plenty of wrestling matches with my friends. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like really excited to like invite you to the wrestling match that they're gonna have later. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I've been just having a hard time out here. It'd be nice to take off my heavy plate mail armor and unwind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking just about fucking talking shit to me. I know. About to hang that's out what I was thinking fucking... about. That's what I was thinking. But it's different. Yeah, yeah, but just, it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a dragon. I know. I, I, was just not, just thinking, I was literally just thinking, like, man, my recording was received so much better. Hit, <laughs> they end up wanting to like just fucking have this like man wrestle pit. Like. But it's it's different because they're in a. <laughs> Because it's public. It's because I have tattoos, whatever. But, yeah. like, being invited into <laughs> private quarters one-on-one -on -one with a person is weird for them. But, like, do, having this, like, public display of athleticism is, is – it's a different thing. It's, yeah. it's not – No, no, no. You it, guys, I wouldn't expect you to understand. You're not crab. Okay. Right. I yeah. – Thank know, we God. We teach their own. Yeah. Thank, thank the commie. I am not a crab. <laughs> we go back to uh, – we go back to Burrow. You're talking to Kuni Akari. Yes. And you just, you jabbed her a little bit. You were like, I did, yeah. What, what exactly did you say again? Um, she was teasing me for my weak stomach. And I said, yeah, well, didn't you smell them? Oh, it, probably not. You didn't really kill any. Oh. And she uh, she kind of sizes you up for a moment. And she's like, so I see you, uh, you think you can just talk to me like that? Um, but you can tell she's like. She's kind of flirting a little bit. Like being playful? She's I was like, playful. I was like, yeah, I mean, you could prove me wrong if you want. There's a couple of, uh, uh, what Boken. are the, Boken? Boken. The wooden swords. I was yeah. like, yeah, there's a couple of Boken out in the camp I saw. Yeah. And she's like, all right, I'll take you up on that. And uh, she challenges you to uh, like a sparring match. I Boken. ask her if that's what she wants to do. I'm like, a duel to first touch. Oh. And she's like, she kind of thinks about it for a moment. And she's like. We'll deal with that later. <laughs> let's let's start yeah. with a sparring match. Though. All right, let's do it. Yeah, guys, cool. This is, I'm getting a little uncomfortable over here. <laughs> you guys are just flirting across the table. Um, I I am going to assume the earth. Uh, sorry, the air stance because I'm kind of being like just playful with her. I'm gonna kind of like I'm gonna kind of like dance around like her strikes and kind of just like focus on like parrying everything and kind of like prolonging the fight. Right, so you're gonna take an air stance. I'm, I'm gonna turn it into more. I'm gonna try to turn it into more of a dance than like a than like a fight. Um, I got one success and two opportunity and two strife. What are you gonna do with your opportunity? Yeah, I want to use the opportunity to like make the fight last as long as possible. Even if I don't like succeed in, in the duel, I want to use the opportunity to like successfully parry a bunch of like 
bunch of her blows and like kind of be like elegant in doing so. Like I'm kind of just like skipping or like, you know, mm-hmm. almost like dancing around her. Yeah. It just looks yeah. super badass, looks super fluid. Um, yeah. Like I'm fucking floating on air. Yeah. So you, you take your air stance and you move, you know, fluidly around her making feints and sort of, you know, trying to mesmerize her with your footwork, trying to make a dance out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that she's in a very stout position. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, you know, she's taking a very defensive stance, which you've noticed all of the crab tend to do when they fight. Um, they they tend to, you know, make a fortified position with their y- using their legs as their as their base, and then they try to uh, uh, just attack cautiously out from there. Yeah, you got to pull the power from the glutes. It makes yeah, makes sense. Okay. How many successes? You had one, right? I only had one, but two opportunity. Right. So you're dancing around her, fainting at her, you know, and you make a faint. You make like a, a faint, tw- uh, you know, towards her face. And she immediately smacks your boken away from her face. And within, in the same fluid motion, her boken hits you right on the noggin. Right uh, on the face. <laughs> not my noggin. <laughs> right on the noggin. My noggin. Cracked your dome. Cracked oh, you right man. in the dome. Uh, and I'm, and that's what I accumulate. That's what I get my strife from. Is yeah. like I do like this elegant dance, and then it's just abruptly ended with like a simple, just like thunk. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Uh, and I laugh, and you laugh. Okay, and she says, you know, she's like, you, you, you scorpion. You like to play your games, and you like to dance around, but. What you have to understand is, us crab, we get straight to the point. And she kind of smirks at you and then walks away. Awesome. I go back to my tent and think about that all night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go back and think about it. I wish we would have won, though. Yoshi. Yoshi. You're still talking to... Uh... To uh, I think he's. I, I left. Caillou Dysota. Did you walk away? <laughs> yeah, I was like really awkward and I felt bad. So, <laughs> kind of, uh, so like, you just kind of walked yeah. away? All right. Fair enough. Uh, Tomo. You are with the rest of the crab samurai mm-hmm. in their giant wrestling pit. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, remove my heavy plate armor. I strip down to my plain un- undergarments, and I hop down into the pit with the rest of my companions. And I... <laughs> <laughs> it's like oily. They start oiling each other up because that's what they do at the start of all <laughs> I, wrestling matches. I plant my feet in the ground and I lock eyes with another crab. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I uh, raise my arms and I start charging <laughs> towards him. <laughs> You don't even know the guy's name. You're just gonna charge him. Is, is, it, is it like a battle royale situation? Is <laughs> it like get the guy's a, name? Is it just like a fight? This pit? is. Uh, Are this... we able to watch? Are me and Yoshi? Oh there? yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> in the camp's invited. Yeah. And, oh um, fuck yeah. Hida Nagahide. She's the highest status one, and so she's the one most used to diplomatic situations and people of different cultures. And so she's like, she's like, this is a, um, this is a crab tradition. You know, it's a way for us to survive out in the Shadowlands and like work out our anxiety of of the of the horrors beyond and sort of and uh relieve our stress at the end of the day and it, it is dark out right it is like it's pretty dark pretty yeah. dark and you guys don't even have a fire going or anything right. so it's like so we're just wrestling in the dark <laughs> <laughs> wrestling by moonlight. very intimate yeah. yeah it's it's a common practice among the crab pretty bad oh, yeah pretty badass it's, honestly it's one of our most uh it's a good way to also keep your body you know in shape and it's a good way to you know relieve some stress before going to bed yeah mm-hmm. 
sweating all over. So I continue uh, headlocking one of my fellow crab samurai, and yeah, I'm just really getting pretty rough with him in the dirt. <laughs> but right. yeah, we we have a nice little back and forth, and um, afterwards I definitely feel relieved. Um, well, by the by the way, this was uh, the one you're wrestling. His name was Hiruma Takana. Haruma Takana. Haruma Takana. Yeah, this is your this is your foe. Haruma Takana. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna make a wrestling, uh, an unarmed uh, wrestling check. All right. So it's an unarmed martial arts check. And you're in earth stance. Right? Yeah, I'm in my earth stance. My my bare feet on the cold earth of the Shadowlands. And that is not good. I got one success and one opportunity. I used the opportunity to like dig my feet into the dirt and really brace myself. Jeez, you rolled a lot of dice. <laughs> <laughs> These guys like to wrestle. This guy clearly has unarmed ability. <laughs> right. He is also in a, uh, a low squat, sturdy stance. And he comes at you and you guys clash like two mountains. And so there's a moment where you're kind of locked arms with each other trying to just find nudge them in the right ways to figure out where the weakness in their defense is and then all of a sudden before you even have time to react does he lay me flat on my back haruma takana shoots for your legs and throws you straight down on your back ah and uh you're down and he he won the match uh, he, he gets up he gets up laughing and he says ah you're young you have time to learn haruma takana that was a good match yes I'm cheering from the sidelines. Never seen a wrestling match. You've never seen a crab nighttime wrestling pit. I've never seen pit. a crab nighttime man pit. No, I've never <laughs> seen <laughs> sweaty bodies. I've never seen the crab. <laughs> it's not just the men though. Uh, Hida Nagahide and Kuniakari also they have their match against each other. Okay. You guys have a good time actually, just hanging out with the crab, uh, learning about their culture after uh, after watching the wrestling match and spending some time with them and you know you guys kind of get into it and you learn about it a little bit you guys you uh, you really starting to lighten up with them and letting off some steam um so i'm gonna let you guys all remove one strife cool yeah. nice. <clears throat> can um, me can me and um burrow wrestle uh, you want to ch- you want to challenge Bro? Yeah. Yeah. I want to oh, yeah. be like, yeah, dude, we can, we can wrestle too. Yeah. It does seem like a fun time, and I've yes. never wrestled before. You guys are you guys are getting into the wrestling. Yeah, spirit. we try to get into it too. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I guess I uh, take off my Ashigaru armor. Uh, Hell yeah. And yeah, get get all get all kitted up. Get all greased up. Get all greased up. Uh, get, in the, get in the pit. Yeah. <laughs> get in the pit. And try to love. I someone. stick Squee on the sideline, like facing him. Like, don't worry, Squee. It's all for fun. <laughs> Get, get to wrestling. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys make opposed uh, unarmed checks. Oh, okay. that's, that's why you wanted to do it. Yeah. See, <laughs> so Yoshi, so you're just you've been trained ass. in wrestling. Hey, hey, I, I have one unarmed as well. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go Earth Stance. That makes sense, right? I'm going to need... I'll just take one out. So either die. Yeah, we'll roll at the same time. For epicness. Right, ready? Three successes, an opportunity, and three strife. I oh, did pretty well. I got four successes, but I did. I do have another explosion, so I could roll again. That one's Heath when you're done with it. Four successes, two strife, and one opportunity. Damn it! Hell yeah! Very good. I used right. my opportunity to do a sick ass flip. I flip them all the way over me like suplex. <laughs> so this, describe the scene. What happened? You go. You, you won. Uh, so we like try to imitate how the crowd were doing it. So we're like. 
get in that like, hand lock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going, we're going. The we, both, we both have no idea <laughs> what the hell we're yeah. doing. We're just trying to like mimic their earlier fights. Yeah, I was trying to like mimic it. And I like push his hands down and then I grab like over his neck like a like a fucking Is it a suplex? Yeah, is I, that what that is? Yeah, I'll, I'll pick him up and I like, hold him up in the air, like midair holding it. I'm like, yeah. And then I drop hella hard on him. Oh my god. <laughs> <Damn>. Jeez. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. What's so that, the rest of the crab. And all this dust blows into Squeeze face. The crabs see this and they see you lay <laughs> him out. And they all just applaud. They <laughs> applaud. They are cheering. They said that's that's some of that's some damn fine wrestling. If they've ever seen any damn fine wrestling. And they have. They were pretty impressed. Um oh, yeah. Uh, in particular, Caillou Daisoto, the one that you creeped out earlier. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Waterboy. He, he saw it, and he's like, all right, maybe you guys aren't so bad yeah, after yeah. all. Maybe you dragon aren't so bad. I'm, like, so, flexing yeah. my sweet-ass tattoos. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make my dragon wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess after the fight, I, I go back to go back to my tent, you know, get ready to go to bed. Um, I, I get a single grain of rice, and I start to write a haiku on it. <laughs> You write a haiku oh, yeah. on a single grain of I'm rice. I'm going to try. Yes, I'm. It's going to take me the next few days, and it's going to take some concentration and some special equipment. But I'm going to attempt to write a beautiful haiku for Akari Ooh. on a single grain of rice for Kuni Akari. Yep. So every night before I go to bed, I like work on like one one word on the grain of rice. That is. <laughs> really creepy (laughs) (sighs) all right so do you you retire back to your rooms yeah i'm ready to go to bed yeah Um, do we have someone like on watch oh yeah they've already set that up uh they the rest of the crab samurai decided you know we'll 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 take care of the watch you guys just sleep it's fine my you're new to this back hurts your back does hurt your head hurts I am hurt all over. My heart hurts a little bit. Your your stomach is still upset from throwing up. I'm I am a fucking mess. Yeah. I want to be dead. Just don't, kidding. Don't say that in the Shadowlands. <laughs> anyway, you guys are falling asleep and you know the uh the horrors of the Shadowlands and like the like the uh the disturbing encounter with the zombies kind of fades away a little bit after a, a good night of rabble rousing with the crab. You guys wake up the next morning and you're you're striking camp. Um and you you followed uh, the Haruma's uh, advice on how to make your camp, you know, just build it in a way that you can strike it really quickly the next day. And you guys set off towards the Twilight Mountains, which um, Hide Nagahide explains to you is, is your next destination. Um, so you see looming before you are the dreadful Twilight Mountains, twisting spires of slick dark stone rising from the ashes of the Shadowlands like billowing tendrils of smoke warning intruders of their danger and cursing the kami with their mere existence. Just the sight of these cursed peaks is an exercise in vulgarity and an offense to everything a Rokugani samurai would consider beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Um, and you're traveling and, and Nagahide kind of circles up with you guys with the rest of the camp and she explains, you know, moving forward again, we, we have two routes that we can take. And, um, I uh, am willing to consider your personal preferences on which way to go. Um, I feel both route would be safe enough for us to travel. Um, Have you never gone beyond the Twilight Mountains? We've spent a little bit of time ranging in the mountains, but we haven't gone all the way through the mountains to the Haruma Valley in a very long time. We don't have a ton of information about these routes. 
we don't know what we might find along the way. So, you know, after a certain point, we're just going to be about as blind as you guys are moving forward. And so she kind of shows you on the map that uh, moving forward, there's really going to be two routes. You can take the low road um, through the forest and kind of uh, go through this valley that uh, is in between two of the peaks of the mountains. Uh, Or you can choose to take the high road and travel, actually, you know, kind of go through one of the peaks, not quite to the peak, but um, travel along a higher road in the foothills um, of the mountains, um, which is going to be a lot less vegetated and a lot sparser. And she's just kind of throwing it out there for you guys as to which way you might want to go. Traveling through the high road might benefit us if we're being tracked. Yeah, it'd be easy to spot anybody following us. It would be hard for anybody to really ambush us, it sounds like. Yeah, traveling through the high road would uh, would benefit us in the fact that, you know, if we're being tracked, it would be easier to spot someone behind us. And it would be, and if we get attacked, we'd have a better defensive position. Does does it open us up to more ambushes, though? Because there's like high ground above us and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Between the two options. We have to go through the mountains either way, and either one is susceptible to ambushes in their own ways. So I would rather take my chances with the high road than muck through the forest. Yes, yeah. I have spent most of my life taking the high road. However, we are traveling through the Twilight Mountains, and these mountains are known for, well, being possessed in every other way that the Shadowlands is possessed, and, and these mountains in particular are known for being very dangerous. So it's it's a tough call. You should really consider it. I I'm almost tempted to take our chances on the mountain. I I think I'm kind of leading the same way. The forest seems like it may. It just sounds like it's more difficult to traverse through as well as still having the threat of ambush from about, above. Yeah, well, so does the mountains. But it sounds like it's easier to travel through. I, I think I agree with Tomo. I am almost willing to, to risk the path in the, through the mountains. To the mountains. All right. To the mountains. It's um, it's decided. We'll go through the mountains. You guys set off. You have stricken camp. You've decided to go towards the mountain road. Take the, the high road. Yeah, take the high road. We are Emerald Magistrates after all. You should take the high road. I agree. <laughs> yep. um, I have a question. Uh, Tomo, are you still wearing your plate armor or did you change? I'm still in my plate armor. You're still going to wear the plate armor. Yeah. All right. So you guys are you're going to move on. So who's going to make the survival check here? Yoshi. Yoshi's going to make the survival check? Hell yeah. Yeah, we're getting into the mountains. This is kind of like his, his 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 terrain, right? That's true. Monk of the High Mountains. All right. Uh, four successes and one strife. Nice. Very good. Then you manage to successfully navigate to the mountains and to the mountain road. Did you have any opportunity on that? No. No opportunity? Okay. Yoshi, are these mountains uh, similar to the the ones where, where your where your monastery is is located? Um, these uh, definitely have a more darker feel to them. They <laughs> seem like they're uh, oh, I would a little hope. bit more spookier. Uh, than, the, these you know. I these are definitely very spooky mountains. A little um, more tainted. Yes. Yeah. Um, you guys get on the trail, um, leading up into the mountains, and these strange black spires looming ahead of you um, really make you uncomfortable just the way they look they look like they're always staring at you and they're wait they're they're spires like man-made things like they're like mountains no they're mountains oh okay sorry but they don't look like any mountains you've ever seen before okay they looked like um, billowing tendrils of smoke kind of. yeah 
in this strange bl- they're made of this strange black rock and you're moving through the mountains and the trail ahead seems to never stop climbing up impossible inclines over cliffs which seem to crumble with malevolent intent around rock faces seemingly made entirely of loose gravel it seems as though every stone slips from beneath your feet Every handhold turns to gravel, and each step is further than it should have been. The jagged black rocks shift to trip you, and beneath, a scraggly forest of barren trees reach their limbs towards you as if anticipating a soon embrace. The wind howls from the peaks above you, and with it comes faint cries, sometimes sounding like otherworldly creatures, other times sounding like human voices. Jump, they say, and sometimes you consider it. This pass is like extremely dangerous to move across. Um, the uh, as you get further into the mountains, like it's seriously like no, almost ninety degree inclines. You it have sounds to climb exhausting. Up. It is exhausting. And I'm in full plate armor. <laughs> full <laughs> fucking oh, yeah. plate armor. I uh, whispered to Yoshi. I like look back at Tomo, kind of falling behind. I'm like, damn it, dude's you know, gonna be so ripped after. I still have my. You plate still armor. have the plate armor. <laughs> Damn, right. Yoshi, he's been wearing that Yoshi, plate armor yeah. for, like, two whole days now. Boy, wow. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> you get to one part in particular where it, it seems like it's just, like, gravel beneath you at a steep, sharp incline. And there's almost no footholds, handholds to get you across. And beneath you is just a sheer drop into the forest below. And you guys are going to have to get fitness checks. Okay. Guys, I'm feeling a little nervous about crossing this passage in my heavy armor. I'll go first. Hidenagahide speaks up, and she's like, it would be wise of you to take your armor off. Where will I leave it? Can I carry it across? Hidenagahide, I've become comfortable in this armor. (laughs) She says, okay, if you want to take the armor across... Each of us can take a little bit of the armor. <laughs> God um, damn it. God we'll, damn it. we will all bear a portion of the weight for you. My fellow crab, please. It would mean the world to me. They kind of give you a begrudging look, but they do their duty. They take their order. Thank you. Thank you. What homies. Uh, yeah. So I change into some lighter armor. Crab. That includes you guys. You guys have to take a portion of the armor as well. I, there's already uh, six other samurai. How many parts of yeah. armor does he got? You guys each get one of my... Uh, like gauntlets. But if everybody takes some of the armor, then It'll it's not a very big weight for anyone. And he mm-hmm. Nagahide says, I'm going to be in charge of this excursion. And take I'm his... telling you that you're taking some of this armor with you. I carry his socks. <laughs> his, his hobby? His chainmail socks. <laughs> Let's see. You uh, you all take a little bit of the armor, and it definitely it, it weighs you down a little bit. But the fact that it's all divided up amongst you guys, it's it's not so bad. It's not really so bad to carry. Um, so you, you guys aren't going to take any sort of penalty for it, you know? So yeah, um, it's going to be a fitness check to try to get over this ground. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to use air. I'm using my earth withstand. Shit, I will I take the lead. Tomo takes the lead. The, the crab value courage, so I'm always going to take the lead on these. Yeah. So I step forward with my mere two successes. Your mirror two successes. You said you're in Earth stance, yeah? I'm always in Earth stance. <laughs> as the crab. As, as the, the crab, crab are. Yeah. You take a, uh, a slow, patient approach to crossing this narrow road. And you notice that, you know, the rocks of this mountain are extremely sharp. But on this portion of the cliffside, it feels like they're almost razor blades. 
and you for a couple of moments you feel like uh your 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 feet slip beneath you you know a couple of times as you're traveling across but you do manage to make it to the other side of this especially narrow ridge without any issues and i breathe a heavy sigh of relief burrow yoshi it's okay and while while you were crossing you got this strange feeling you got this strange feeling like the rocks were purposefully moving themselves in a way to try to make you slip off the cliffside. All right, so who goes next? I guess I'll go next. Okay. I rolled, I had four successes, an opportunity, and four strife. Okay, so that strife also deals damage to you. Oh, man, even, Equal with, to your f- even with four successes? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, oh, you can man. use the opportunity to remove some of the strife. But... Oh, yeah, I did. I still end up with four more, still end up with four <laughs> strife. Damn. So what you do is, you, as you're crossing this, you are just like completely cutting up your hands uh, and your and your arms and your knees while you're trying to like find, you know, safe handholds across. Um, and ow, by the time you get to ow. the other side, honestly, your arms and legs are bleeding, fuck, just damn. from like these jagged rocks. Uh, but you do manage to get to the other side safe. You okay. have like that potion, or you have that water. I have, have techniques, that. and I have yeah. plenty of ways to heal it. But I'm gonna wait for wait wait to see what happens to the rest of the the rest of the crew getting across okay. before I do anything. Uh, I rolled I rolled the same as Kayutomo, so I just pretty much do the same approach that he did. Yeah, and just kind of like scour my way across. Okay, and did you take any fatigue? Or sorry, yeah, did you take any fatigue? No, but I, I used uh, opportunity to get rid of it. Okay, and how many successes? Uh, two. Two. And you have the same results. You managed yeah. to get to the other side safely without any issues. All right. And next, the crab make their way across. Um, I give the piece of armor that I was carrying to, back to back to Tomo. Back to Tomo. Get this. Get this take get this. this thing off. Yeah. What I don't the want hell? this thing. Can yeah. we like support them? Uh, yeah. You can try to like the way this this really narrow road is um, built into this cliffside right here. It makes it pretty hard to like actually really support anybody because mm. it's just it you just have to have the physical ability to climb across and have the balance to climb climb across on your own do you guys have any sort of I feel like stick my bow out because it sounds like two range bands maybe like give a little stick to help yeah me. okay i'll let you do that sure stick. sure so first it's hita nagahide and she's going to try to climb across this ridge she's in extremely good shape and she managed to get across without too many issues she grabs onto your bow hell yeah and she's like, thanks for the help. No problem. Do it for anyone. Really? <laughs> Would you? Would you? Shut up. <laughs> Next across, uh, Haruma Yuto, which was the guy who tried to get drowned. Um, and he manages across without any problems. Takana, the big guy that you wrestled against. Tomo, also no issues. Kuni Akari, the one that uh, you flirted with a little bit yeah. last night. She also gets across, no problem. Whew. Caillou, water boy. Caillou water Daisoto, boy? your yeah, water, yeah. Boy. water boy. Water boy. <laughs> you can do it! Oh. No! <laughs> oh. <laughs> As Caillou Daisoto is, is crossing across the uh, this narrow ridge, the, <gasps> the rocks slip out from underneath him, and he starts to slide down the cliffside a little bit. Oh, no. Pushing up dirt and debris and, and these jagged rocks flying everywhere. And he's actually just hanging on barely with like his arms just by sheer strength trying to hold himself up without falling. And he's crying for help. Fucking pull out the grappling hook and try to throw it to him. Caillou Daisoto is, is scared out of his mind because oh, there's, there's this chasm beneath him that he's mm-hmm. about to fall down. And he needs dire help. So you're going to throw 
this grappling hook to try to pull him up. Yeah. Is she going to try to throw the grappling hook? Yeah. I'm just worried they won't be able to grab it. Make a, uh, make a ranged check. Yeah. Martial arts range. Yeah, what if, you fuck, what if you fuck your throw up, Yoshi? Like a nice steady throw at this guy. Underhand. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, Do a little granny toss. <laughs> two successes, uh, opportunity, and two strife. So you throw it, and you manage to have the grappling hook like land pretty close to him. And he manages to grab a hold onto the grappling hook. Hell yeah. And everybody takes... Guys, help me. Yeah, everybody takes a portion of the rope and starts to pull him up. Yeah. And, and by this point, there's at least half a dozen people on the other side of the ridge. Um, he makes another check to try to pull himself up to the cliff. And he succeeds. And he pulls himself up to the rest of you guys. Yeah, the strife. I got the strife because I almost saw my newfound water boyfriend... Yeah. die in front of my eyes. You, you didn't. <laughs> so like, you didn't want to see Caillou oh. Daisoto die yeah, in front of you. So I took this right from. And he, he pulls himself up, and he says, "You saved my life. I, I think I, I think I owe you my life." Oh damn. No. You know, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, all, right. all in days. Right? <laughs> yeah, all in days work. Whatever. <laughs> As a magistrate, I, uh, I protect the people of Rokugan. And now, finally, there is the, the last crab trying to cross and the, the as of yet unnamed crab uh his name is yasuke hidekawa oh okay hidekawa uh and he manages to pull himself across without any problems cool so you guys you guys crossed Good job. awesome oh, yeah. um i i'm bleeding from my hands yeah. and like wrists and stuff uh, i want to take a minute to perform the path to inner peace invocation on myself to attempt to heal myself theology water check I succeed. Uh, I, I get two successes, an opportunity, and two strife. I want to reduce one of those strifes, and then, yeah, I succeed. So I heal myself for three fatigue. Nice. My water ring is three, and I get one strife. You guys travel a ways further uh, along this mountain road for a few hours until you find a little bit of a clearing where you can make camp for the night. Um, and the, the sun is starting to set. So what do you guys... Can't wait to wrestle again, guys. You guys going to wrestle again? Um, I think I'm actually going to meditate for the purpose of reducing strife. Yeah, like, and you're going gonna... gonna to spend the night trying to reduce strife? Yes. Yeah. I'll do that, too. That's yeah. probably for the best. It, it's been a stressful day. Well, it goes down to half anyways when we sleep, right? Is that how that works? At the end of a scene, it goes down to half. But I didn't. I'd, I know I'd, fatigue. It I would like to meditate to try yeah. to reduce it like down to zero if yeah. possible. You guys are going to spend the night trying to get rid of as much of your strife as possible. I, mean, I am. I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah, I'll do that. Too. And you're going to do the same. Uh, yeah, that seems like a wise decision. We spent last night kind of like partying, getting raucous with the crab, and tonight is kind of more of a night yeah. for contemplation. And yeah, a little bit of introspection, considering a few of us almost have died yeah. already. Um, the rest of the crab kind of follow suit. They thought that was a pretty good idea, also. So they kind of strike their camps and then. Uh, Everybody, it's a it's a much quieter night. It's not the raucous night it was the night before. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, it's a much more quiet, introspective night, and everybody's trying to uh, calm their nerves about Kaiu Daisoto almost dying right there, and uh, Yoshi saving his life, and just the fact that you know you guys are in the Twilight Mountains now, and this is a extremely cursed place. We're like on the edge of. Like civilization, essentially. You like you're at, past beyond, the edge. Well, I'm just saying that, like beyond even for them, even for yeah. like the scouts that have that traveled, you know, into the Shadowlands, yeah, we're is, about to get to like it's not a route they take yeah. often. Yeah, we're about to go into like totally unmapped territory on the brink of Haruma Valley. And then uh, Kaiu Daisoto, he he comes up to you, Yoshi, and he's like, you know, I I think I pegged you the wrong way. 
you know. You pegged me, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had the wrong impression of you. And he, he sits down next to you, and he um, he wants to just kind of talk to you a little bit and, like, That's get so. to know you a little bit. Uh, and he gives you actually a portion of his rations for the night. Mm. You know, he gives you some of his salmon wrap that he was eating. Nice. Um, Thank you. I bow. Yeah, you bow. Okay. And, yeah, he just he, he just kind of wants, wants to make small talk with you and get, get to know you a little bit. And he's very – he wants to show that he's very thankful for the way that you helped save his life. While you guys are, you know, sitting on your, your ledge right there in the camp, you uh the sun is starting to set and just in the uh the forest beneath you the the rustling of the foliage you can see like there's something down there there's something beneath you know something big or you can't really tell a lot of things well it would it seems more like it's a lot of things it's a lot of things and you look down and you can see actually hints just in like the pale light of the evening you can kind of catch a glimpse of uh banners waving in the wind and you see it's they are black banners with a red crescent moon the crimson yeah the crimson moon tribe yeah so hide nagahide points out they're looking for us it's probably for the best that we didn't take the forest road. And she says it's it's a real shame, though, because most of the Nizumi really aren't an issue for us. We actually are in very good relations, but, you know, some tribes just can't be helped. Well, then it's especially good that we came this way. So it's a it's a pretty quiet night. Everybody kind of just, you know, eventually tapers off and goes to bed, right? Um, so meditation. Meditation. Check. And you guys yeah. meditate. So you guys go ahead and make your meditation checks. Uh, I'm going to do void. Is it just like void no matter what? That seems like... I'm going to make this a void check. I'm going to do meditation. I think I'm going to say you have to make a void check for this. I'll meditate with void. Oh my god, are you... I rolled so bad. Oh yeah, that's awful. I rolled one opportunity and one strife. So literally nothing. So nothing. So I got two... (laughs) Two successes, uh, one opportunity, and a strife. But the strife doesn't count right now because we're in void. So just... So I guess I have one opportunity. I use my opportunity to remove one more strife. So I remove like three, right? Yeah, so I'm going to say you remove uh, strife equal to your void ring, and then you can use bonus successes to add more to that. Okay. What about opportunity? Because I only rolled an opportunity. You you didn't have any successes? No. You have a nice conversation with Squee. Is it just one? It's very one-sided. Is it a TN1 or a TN2? Uh, let's say it's a TN1. Okay. And our strife still goes down to half, right? Half the composure because we're sleeping. or Because it's the end of the scene. End of the scene. Squee's yeah, it scene. would be. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, and I got one success and one opportunity, so that'll. So you move. You remove strife equal to your void ring, then. Cool. So I'm down to zero strife. Good. Lucky you guys. Feeling calm. Feeling feeling mentally prepared for what's coming up. And um, does that uh, that one guy sing us all to sleep? What's his name again? Uh, Hiruma Yuto. Hiruma Yuto. Do you ask him to? Yeah. Can it? Can he? Can he sing us to sleep? Wait. He says it's. We just saw the Nizumi pass by. I don't think that would be very wise. <laughs> that that is a, a good point, Tomo. <laughs> lullaby is not super loud. <laughs> Hiruma Yuto says it. It might be for the best if we tried to keep a low profile. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, he said well. otherwise. I'd be very happy to sing for you. All right, you wake up the next day, strike camp, ready to move on, and to manage your way across the rest of the mountains, I'm going to need another survival check. Do it again. In the navigation. All right, well, I'll do two successes, a strife and an opportunity, so to like, cover our tracks, unless I need more successes, I guess. Um, no, you can use this. You can use those to cover your tracks. You guys are hiking along in the mountains, 
and um, something about the power of the Twilight Mountains just unnerves you. You don't know what it is. You can't put your finger on it. But, you know, off in the distance from an unknown somewhere, you start to begin to hear indistinct hums begin to swirl around your head. Sounds of clattering teeth, hissing tones, and whispered voices. No other sounds can be heard as you're walking down this mountain pass. The wind, the trees, and the mountains seem to all be holding their breath as you inch closer to the Haruma Valley. Not even your tired feet make sound as they drag across the earth below you. Your ears strain in order to make out the distant sounds, and as they grow louder, the voices begin to take familiar tones. I need all of you to make meditation checks. Spooky. Is that going to be our void ring again? It can be with whatever ring you want. Okay. I'm going to do void so I don't take strife. I got a success and two opportunities. Okay. And what do you do with your opportunity? You do complete the check. Yeah, I'm going to just pretend like I don't I don't hear it. I kind of like look at the other samurai and I just give them like reassuring, just like just reassuring looks. Like, you look like, at the like, other like, samurai. Like, like nothing is wrong. Yeah. Like You look at the other samurai and you can tell that they all seem kind of, they all seem a little bit worried. Yeah, like they on edge. Kind of, they, they can all kind of hear it. Is the sound something that's like ambient, or is it like something that like we're hearing like kind of within our own heads? You're kind of hearing within your own heads, but you can't tell for sure really what's going on. Okay. Okay. Um, Yoshi, how did you do? Uh, two successes and one strife, one opportunity. I'm gonna use the opportunity just to remove this strife. Okay. And what stance were you in? Earth. You're in Earth. Okay. You also managed to just sort of calm yourself and keep moving forward. Tomo. Same thing, I got two successes, then two opportunity and two strife, so I'll use the opportunity to cancel out those strife, and I was yeah, doing an earth stance as well, withstanding the forces of these voices. Okay, and um, you guys are so focused on trying to tune out these voices that you're hearing inside of your head, that by the time you come to and you stop hearing the voices, you look around and realize that you have no idea where you are. Aruba Valley. God. You're Are not, we out of the mountains? You're still in the mountains, and you realize that the trail that Hige, Hide Nagahide was describing to you does not at all match the description of where you should be right now. And the party all kind of stops, because you guys sort of all manage to come to at the same time, and you realize that nobody recognizes where you're at. Oh man, this is gonna do a number on my map I'm drawing. Yeah, you <laughs> might have you might have veered off course I'm, a bit. Uh... And you also realize that the sun is starting to set around this time. And, um, you know, one of the crab actually, he raises his voice and he says, I don't know if I can take this anymore. I don't know if I can handle this. This is just too much. You guys are, you're leading us out into the Haruma Valley for a reason I don't even fully understand. And and I, I don't get what the purpose of this mission is. You're just going to lead us all to our deaths. And that was Yasuke Hidekawa who was the one that you kind of hadn't really talked to yet. He, he starts to really, you know, raise his voice, cause a commotion about how he's so scared about what's going on and about how he doesn't understand how you guys got lost or where you even are or what's going on. He's sick of the Shadowlands. He's sick of all of this, and he's sick of being led into his death. I want to sidle over to Hidonagahide, um, and I want to tell her kind of like on the sly, like, are you going to let one of your men openly show subordination like this and she looks at you and she says no no i'm not going to take that and she says <clears throat> yasuke hirekawa this is your mission and i am your i am your lord and i'm giving you an order we are going to hiruma valley and we are protecting our escort with our lives and this is your mission and you have to accept it and yasuke hirekawa says i i'm not going to do this he says you know what just straight up 
he's he's completely unmasked at this point and he's he's just straight up saying like i'm not doing this this is too much we're all gonna die out here and then go what what's what are your what is your option you either go with us and have the have a better chance of of surviving and making it back or you leave us now and your pathetic ass is gonna get wiped like you say that and hide nagahide silences you she says leave this to me I am the one I'm in sorry. command here, and I will I will say what happens here. Pardon me. She tells Yasuke Hidekawa, you understand that the uh, punishment for subordination beyond the wall is death. If you keep talking to me like this, and if you are going to abandon your post like this, I have to kill you now. And she draws her sword. Yasuke Hidekawa, with a look of stern resentment in his face, says that he's not doing this anymore. And he's well, he wants to live his life a free man, and he draws his sword. Oh Damn. shit! And that's going to be the end of the session for today. Hell yeah! Oh, <laughs> that's <Christ>. hardcore. <laughs> See, this is why it's you have to talk with all the people because the one weird guy you don't <laughs> talk to, yeah. the one weird guy you don't talk to the is the one, one that freaking busts out the katana in the middle of the campsite and is like, oh, "I'm gonna kill everybody. I'm gonna be free man." Yeah. What oh it? shit! What an asshole! Yeah, seriously. Everybody else is super cool, though. Like, bro, we've never even been in the Shadowlands. These guys at least have some experience, like foraging out here, and yeah, this is our first time. And what did this dude expect? You guys don't know the voices inside of his head. What they were telling him. Man, you guys all passed your your meditation. How check. did How did Hidekawa mm. do in the wrestling match? He was unimpressive. He was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was. Yeah, we obviously didn't know his name. Didn't know him at all yeah. until he decided to. To step up and freaking talk shit, basically. Yeah. That's real. It's kind of a dick. Yeah, I guess, seriously. you know, that's what the Badlands do to you, man. They warp your mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, this has been a episode two of Podcast of the Five Rings. Make sure to check out our website, podcastofthefiverings.com, for show notes, artwork, and more content relating to this episode. Tweet at us at pot5r. Follow us on Instagram at podcast of the five rings. Um, you can check out and contribute to our subreddit r slash pot5r. Want to shout out again, uh, Dylan Munoz for doing our sick cover art for our, uh, for our podcast and to our friend Brandon Spain for producing a lot of the music on our episodes. Uh, and a uh, big thank you to all you guys for checking us out and for uh, supporting a new podcast for a, uh, for uh, what we think is kind of like an underappreciated game, I, I would say. I agree. I, it is I don't an think a lot of people game. people play uh, really really play L five R much. Surprises uh, me because the card game's pretty popular, but it card game is like- popular and like the the RPG is like so fleshed out and it's been around yeah. forever. I don't know why it's not like I don't know if anybody getting a resurgence it. of popularity like D and D and some of these other games are getting. Um. So yeah, thank you for thank you everyone for checking us out. Uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.